Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. <laughs> I think you might be the first one for a Bill Withers song, man. I'm not exactly sure. Love Bill Withers. Oh, it's amazing. His tracks, man. Brings you right back. Absolutely. I can't listen to new stuff. It's all old stuff. <laughs> well, I, I won't get into that, man. Like, well, if you want to listen to the new stuff, you'll hear a bunch of sampling from Bill Withers, I bet you any money, and a bunch of other artists, man. Exactly. Have you heard of, uh, was it, is it Lenny Williams? I have not actually. I actually, I, I actually heard him recently again, and the only reason I heard him again because I know he's got that one track, uh, "Love You So Close" or something like that. It's like seven minutes and ten seconds oh, long, but it's a classic. It's yeah. it's right in there, seventies, late seventies, man. They're all great, the old guys. <laughs> okay, but no, that's not why we're here. <laughs> Marco, thank you so much, man. Welcome to the show. I really appreciate you uh, chatting with me back and forth and talking. And so I want everybody to know that we're going to talk a lot about concrete. You got a lot to share regarding concrete, the industry, personnel, the characters, the cast of characters, uh, the actual product itself. So where are we at? Where are we at, Marco? Man, it's the most, you know, I couldn't imagine being part of another industry. Concrete is in my blood. It's in everyone's blood here that I work with. You know, we lose sleep over this. <laughs> we give our personal lives. Everything goes into getting that truck on site at, you know the right quality, the right consistency with safety in mind, like time, yeah, time, time, time. You guys must have like clocks everywhere, digital clocks everywhere. Yes. We have times every, we have <laughs> clocks everywhere. I wish we had more. So, so we're at Ontario ready mix. That's it. And we're talking to Marco Carlini, uh, and you're basically, uh, supervisor sales of operation. Yes. So okay. supervisor sales and operations. So okay. I cover, kind of both areas all right so if anybody's got any questions about concrete you can reach out to him at m.e.carlini which is spelled c-a-r-l-i-n-i at hotmail.com and you'll find him also he's got his page on instagram which is at toronto concrete give him a follow and uh okay so marco uh, how many years you've been in the business man i've been in the business since about 2009 i went to university got a degree in finance went to work at the bank how was that life? Oh, man, it was kind of, <laughs> you know, sad. The, the, the enclosed cubicle. Yeah, kind I felt of. like I was in high school again. You know, I went back to what I knew, which was I grew up on a construction site with my uncles, chipping concrete, putting it into disposal bins and, uh, you know, that type of life. I just knew the concrete business and, and uh, the construction business. I went back to what I knew. So how many years at the bank before you actually realized... I'm getting back into where I, I, I want to be. It was about a year and a half. That yeah, quick? I worked for two banks. That fast, huh? Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I, I jumped. So I went from that, and I jumped right onto the order desk with another company. You want to learn about concrete? Go become an order taker. How for, was that first time, like that first week, month? It was intimidating. It was very intimidating. You know the least. Everyone around you knows the most. So you're just trying to, you know, catch up and learn. So how was, what was your daily duties on when you're getting started there? I guess you got orders coming in, orders going out. Yes, exactly. Just, you know, order taking, pick up the phone, answer, type of concrete, what time, what day, when it's going out, how many meters, you know, uh, how many minutes apart, like the spacing on the trucks, things of that nature. Everything. 
everything. Like so many cogs in the machine here. So many cogs. I don't know what 32C2 is. I don't know what 20 MPA is. Wall mix. Uh, you know, you should know this. You're going to yell that on the phone. <laughs> like, I don't know anything. Do they give you a book or do they give you a hand? Like, there's training. Like, okay. there's a little bit of a, you know, a little book and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But you're learning on the job. You it's got to be overwhelming. But there's such, in that room, there was such a family atmosphere. You felt. You felt like after a couple of weeks of going through war with these guys on the phones every day, you feel like one of the family. And they treat you as, a, as oh, yeah. breakfast on Saturdays, you know, the, uh, rain days, you get Chinese food once in a while, <laughs> stuff like that. It goes a long way. It goes a long way. Because you guys are, it's, it's not a nine to five. This is not a nine to five. This is not an office. This is, this is, you got projects all over the city. You've got contractors all over the city. You've got personalities, characters. You got, you got all these things and you got to cater to them. You got to speak to them. Absolutely. You got to understand them. It's my whole life right now is, you know, I take it very seriously. Like the contractors we work with, it's beyond the job. You're right. It's, it becomes almost like a friend, like I'm friends with each of them and you have this obligation, right? And you want to, you know, they have so much going on. There's no more difficult way to earn a dollar than become, uh, become a contractor in the concrete world. Or lose a dollar. Or lose a dollar. Right. Very so, good point. I mean, sometimes I guess a poor can go wrong and you can lose some dollars as a result of it, right? Absolutely. But we try and mitigate that as much as possible. You know, if a contractor wants me to go to a site and bring a QC guy and ask him what type of concrete he needs for this application, like that happens on the fly too. So we, we're, and we're selective too of who we work with too. If I go to a site and I see a guy doing dangerous things or his equipment looks, you know, or something's not right. If you get a bad feeling, it's difficult. You don't want to, you can't work with everybody. You want to work with the safest people, the people who take care of their guys, you know, the people who take care of their customers. When that contractor goes away, they remember ORM on the truck. They yeah. remember the truck. We get yeah. the phone calls. So we try and do the best. I've, I've always said like the big toys, the big contractors, those, those guys that, and girls that set up their shops, with the big machinery, you know what I mean? And, and you've got your trucks coming in. You need all this overhead and you've got all this wear and tear that's going on this overhead. Yeah. And it's that's adding to your stress because now that's part of your business and you can't have machinery coming in that's failing or leaking or falling apart. You can't, you got to, it's another whole other job on top of that. No, every spill, anything, anything uh, that happens on site is our responsibility. Absolutely. If yeah. a hose breaks, we send a crew there, clean up the spill, you know, make sure nothing gets into a catch basin. If it gets to a catch basin, you send a pump vac truck, you get it vacked out. Like there's no messing around. How strict is the city? Like I, I'm assuming they're pretty strict about it. The city is strict and they do a great job. And we, because they're so strict, we've become strict. So, you know, we're both strict. So it just trickles no, down. But as long as everybody carries their own literal weight. Absolutely. We carry, we, you have to carry your own weight in 2021. You cannot mess around. This is yeah. in the 80s. I tell guys a lot of times, like, <laughs> we're not doing business in the 80s. You can't turn a blind eye. There's none of that, you know. Next thing you know, you're on Twitter, right? Yeah. Or someone posts a picture of your truck, you know, washing out in a spot it's not supposed to be. It happens, right? So well, there's cameras everywhere. So no matter where you go, you might be thinking that there's nothing going on, but you never know there's something going on. <laughs> there's always And out of on. context, someone could take it out of context, but then it shows a negative light about something, right? And you don't want that to be no the last image or the first image of your company. Absolutely. Any company. 
Absolutely. And that's another thing we have. Like me with myself, it's if someone calls and there's a problem, answer the call right away. Deal with the situation right away. If there's a spill on your street, I'm not coming in three weeks. I'm coming today or tomorrow morning. Either or. This is construction dope. Guys have a problem answering the phone sometimes, especially during these days that are going on. But just answer the phone, man. You don't have to tell me twice. I, <laughs> I was taught that very early on. I'm on vacation this week. Yeah. Three phone calls today. You're still phones. answering the phone. All the time. I was I was my father bred this into me, this mentality. You know, you never I, I can't just put it down and walk away. I just I don't have it in me. You, know? you gotta go on vacation, disappear. That's the only time I turn it off. I've, I know I've answered the phone in Hawaii on. Uh, Have you really? I've answered I can't. the phone anywhere. If I'm away from where I live, I, I, I refuse to answer the phone. I, I can't do it. It's the one thing I, I enjoy not doing. For <laughs> mental health, I think that's a great. That's great. Yeah. But something I don't know what's wrong with me. I need to. Go. <laughs> I need to go. Okay, so I want to talk about with Ontario Ready Mix. Like, how many different concrete like. What do you got? Like you got to tell us. So Ontario, I'm familiar with regular concrete, 25 MPA or whatever. Like, but you guys have how many? How many mixes? Yeah, we have hundreds, hundreds of like different applications. Different applications. Yeah, we have anything from fill, which is you know 0.4 MPA, and MPA is the term of measurement they use to test the strength. So 0.4 MPA U fill, like if they're putting around conduit or you know, something they could potentially dig out later yeah. on. We did a water missing. service and they had to fill it in and they just used that. It was like a slurry. It just came right exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of the best jobs because you dump it and go, right? Yeah, like they were just standing there and watching it. Nothing. Yeah. No trolling, no nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it gets buried so yes. you don't have to worry about it flaking or any of those issues. But from 0.4 MPA right up to 80 MPA. Uh, Where were we using ADA, like high-rise? Parking garage, yeah, high-rise condo. We do a lot of condo work now. We have you know, five plants from Hamilton to downtown Toronto, Pickering, Milton, and Etobicoke. Over 100 trucks, so yeah. So the average custom resi, I guess? 32C2. That's it. We do a lot of 32C2 sidewalk mix. You have your walls, obviously, 20 MPA, 25, uh, no air for floors, basement floors. Some wall mix, 15 OBC, never hurt anybody. But yeah, I would say a lot of our work is 32, 35, 35 C1 condo work as well. Okay, all right. You, you're throwing a bunch of names at me or numbers at me or letters at me, and I, I, I'm catching some of them. But yes. you got to kind of explain more of them. No I guess the, the concrete listeners are going to get it. They're going to totally, oh, that's amazing. Yes. That's amazing, right? But then the framers are going to be like, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> the concrete guys, I just want, just as a disclaimer to the concrete guys, I am not uh, the four mode expert. I'm not yeah. in QC. Yeah. We have QC guys, they're incredible. We have a PhD on staff. We have very, you know, reputable QC guys. But so for the record, they can reach out to them and absolutely. get all those specs from them. I know those guys. I can get answers from those guys. That's no problem. But for the just basic stuff, 32C2, for example, C2 is the classification. It has air. And it, uh, it can go through the freeze-thaw cycle. If you're pouring uh, you know, a sidewalk and it's, gonna, it's above the frost line, obviously, it has the ability to, uh, to freeze and thaw without cracking. If you didn't have air and uh, exposed concrete, it would crack because the water has nowhere to go. It freezes and it pops, you know, it pops out in the tiny microscopic crevices. I had the first conversation with clients and they were telling me, can we still pour at this temperature? And I'm like, this is Canada. 
It doesn't yeah. stop. Yeah, we, there's there's uh, there's limitations to extremes, yeah, of but course. but generally speaking, if you're going through a nice balmy January where it's blue sky and it's sunny and it's zero, someone's always pouring. We're pouring. We're, like you're just pour. This plant is always open. Like every day, we're yeah. pouring. If we were open on Christmas Day, people would pour. <laughs> if we're open January thirty, uh, January first or December third, it doesn't matter. People are pouring. We're pouring. Always. Okay, Mark, you got to walk us through from the time that I put an order in, what's the whole gambit that happens, like from the whole process from it, from the time the call to the time it arrives on site? A customer places an order with an order desk, you'll speak with one of our CSRs. CSRs takes the time, the date, the type of concrete, the location, the address perfectly, which way the truck is supposed to be facing on the street. Like we try and get as many details as possible so that when we arrive to site, it's not, you know, there's no guessing. We want to eliminate all the guesswork for the drivers, especially. They have long days, they work hard. You know, anything we could do to help them, better for us. So you call in, you place the order, they take your order. From there, goes to our dispatch team. Our dispatch team uh, assigns a truck to that order for the next day. Usually, you know, our first round goes out 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m. in that area. Let's say you place the order for seven, Driver comes in the next day, uh, you know, an hour and a half, an hour and 15 minutes before, jumps into the truck, goes under the load point, gets loaded about an hour before, depending. From the load point, he goes to the slump station. Slump is the viscosity, like how Test wet. a little bit of it. Yeah, just to, he looks in the back, he makes sure it's, uh, he checks his slump gauge on the truck, makes sure it has the right moisture content, and then he hits the road and he's off to the races. And then he gets to the job site. You got the notes. Absolutely. He arrives, guess, listens yeah. to the notes, prepares everything. And then I guess, what do you guys want or what do you guys expect from the contractors and the tradespeople that are on site once you guys arrive? That's a very good question. And that there's a lot of ambiguity sometimes. With the guys who are pouring a lot of concrete, they already know what to do. But for some of the uh, COD customers, cash on delivery customers, you know, sometimes there's a bit of gray area. But... For instance, wherever the truck is going to be pulling into or reversing out of, keep it clear. Don't park your trucks and <laughs> everything around. So my our driver has to back into a figure. Just make it nice and easy for him. Move the trucks away. Make sure nothing gets damaged. Consider the ground condition. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a site. And the guy's like, yeah, back it up uh, to that form <laughs> over there. And there's 10 feet of mud. And there, it's just, I can't, I, I literally can't believe it. I always ask the guy, would you put your truck there? If you wouldn't put your truck there, please. We can't. Yes, please. And it's all to do with safety. That truck, it doesn't take much to tip. You know, some uneven ground and bad things happen. Uh, number three would be have a flag man. Just someone to back them up. You know, you wouldn't believe how much that helps the driver. It, it takes some stress off his back. Uh, number four, how many people do you have to offload the concrete? One time I went to a job in Hamilton, four meters, four cubic meters of sidewalk mix. This guy was unloading the truck himself and finishing the concrete himself. So he's filling the barrel. He would literally run from the truck up his driveway, up the driveway, dump the wheelbarrow 10 times for one meter and then kind of finish what he had there. Then go back 10 more. He was finishing. So anyways, have three guys or two guys or five guys, depending on, uh, you know, how much you have ordered. And you can so never have enough people always safe and sorry. Absolutely. Someone's might, you know, pop a shoulder out or yep. something, you know, yep. have some reserves. 
Another thing would be uh, consider the weight of the truck. Like trucks, forty thousand pounds when it's fully loaded. Make sure he's not coming over any decorative interlocking or anything. A height, telephone wires, cables, things of that nature. Like nobody looks up when they order concrete. It's always just driveway yeah, basketball up. nets, driveway basketball <laughs> nets, trees, branches. Yeah. You know things of that nature. Yeah, don't expect the truck to back up any closer than a meter to any hole. You know, you can't believe you have guys just keep waving him back. And he's, it's enough. We cannot take a chance. You've got unstable ground. And exactly. You've got a weight, a, a, like but, a, a very heavy truck. But they truck. also have a form to fill. And that's more important. That's their, that's the be all and end all of that day. For our driver, the safety, the, yes. you know, he can't risk anything. He's there for the safety of the people on site too. It's his name or our name if anything happens. And I guess that meter increases if the night before you've got rain absolutely, or weather. You know, meter is always the safest, but absolutely. If just a meter rain, seems like pretty close to does. me. I'd be nervous it, about it. I it mean, does, your trough goes out far. The, tr- uh, the trough goes out about 10, nine feet, some 10 feet. Yeah, so that, I mean, three meters, it goes out that far. That's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You'll get the concrete or the trades guys on site going, get it as close as possible. So it's just le- the least amount of moving absolutely. the material. Absolutely. You, you nailed it. Uh, <laughs> another thing is respect for the driver. Yeah, you know, 100%. These drivers work hard all summer long, long shifts. When they pull up to site, when you first thing out of the cab shouldn't be, oh, you're 10 minutes late, you're this. Yeah. They don't dispatch themselves. They have a dispatcher. They're just going to the next job. Just respect the driver. I can't stress that enough. These guys operate huge trucks. And they have a lot to worry about. You know, like we were saying, the slump, which is how mo- uh, how wet the concrete is. They have safety, so many things around them. That truck can do damage if you're not careful, right? I guess with the guys that are there and, and maybe you arrive a little bit late, their mentality is I've got a team of guys and girls waiting. Absolutely. And I'm literally paying them to wait. I go, no, you're paying them to be prepared when you arrive on site and then they go to town. Absolutely. That's what you're paying for. And I Absolutely. think you should be paying attention to that. And we can't guarantee time. Yeah, this is Toronto. Good. And I've always told everybody that you spell Toronto T-R-A-F-F-I-C. <laughs> it's just traffic in Toronto. That's how, It's just how it is, right? It's so it's different. true. You can't. And I mean, it's not like there's a shortcut. First of all, you're dealing with big, massive trucks, and they can't take the shortcuts. No. And and I've seen it. I've been on the road, and I've seen it a lot lately where you'll see these guys zipping through traffic. And, and it's you ever see lions zip through elephants in the <laughs> Serengeti? They don't. They stay clear of these things. So I would always recommend stay clear of these trucks. Let them take their turn that they need to do. And if they have to take a three-point turn, let them do the three-point turn. Don't be wailing on the horn. Like it, it's just this is a hard vehicle to move, man. That guy's been in that truck all day, all day long. Give him some space. Yeah. It's massive. I, yeah. I don't understand why people are so hard on you know drivers, especially the end of the seasons. You know, give them some space. You a concrete truck, give them space. Same thing with plows in the winter. You know, you see a plow in the winter, give them space. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. So the last point uh, for ordering the concrete and just the tip is measure twice, order once. I can't tell you how many guys have a three meter, uh, you know, shed pad, but it's really four meters because they're using their grandfather's measuring tape. So that's all I have to say. Or they're trying to stay at that one meter increment and they don't want to, I only need a half a meter and like, I don't want to order that next meter. Another thing I always tell people, Ready Mix Association of Ontario suggests ordering like seven to 10% more just to make sure you, you have forms on condo sites to fill and they're 
some guys will order right to the limit and you got a crane guy, you got three guys waiting and you got order just a tad more. It'll save you some time, yeah. save us some It'll time. It'll save you stress Plus and headache. Plus sending that balance load of one meter in traffic at the end of the day, it's not going to get there quick, right? We want it to, but we don't have a fleet of helicopters, right? No, no. <laughs> what, what, there, is a, there is a clock, though, on your trucks, right? So from the time that you guys leave and you get to the site, there's a time, right? On yeah, The mixes, depending on the mix. Some contractors have 90 minutes from batch time to placement. So that's like on the extreme end, but really two hours, we don't like to pour anything over two hours old, right? And that's another thing with our, our industry. It's a perishable product, you know, that has to get. It's got to get there. It's got to get there. Yeah. It's got to get there and it's got to get there. It, you know, the quality depends on it. The life cycle of that concrete depends on it. So much depends on that getting there. How do you guys deal with, because I know that the old school guys, they always love pouring first thing in the morning, like crack of dawn. But you get calls coming in, everybody wants it at the crack of dawn, but you can't accommodate everybody at the crack of dawn. And especially on a hot summer days, you don't want to be pouring at noon, high noon. and No, absolutely. It's, it's hard to please everybody, but there's different types of niches within the business, right? So there's guys who are pouring a driveway, right? You, driveway, you want to get down nice and early in the morning before the sun hits it. Then you have curing issues and drying issues. You know, uh, if there's a tree shading one side of the driveway and the sun's beating on the other side of the driveway, they're going to it's going to cause some, you know, some issues. You got to get curing compound. That's a whole nother podcast on its own, yeah, yeah. this concrete curing. But <laughs> anyways, you know what I mean? Like there's different niches. So like wall guys can go th all day, right? Because they're they're filling their their forms. So, you know, we try and work with everybody and most people are good. You know, we have conversations like, hey, can you push back an hour? You know, we have a big pour going uh, first thing in the morning. And a lot of guys are great. I got to say, they, they work with us and they'll say, yeah, you know what, bring it an hour later. Thanks for letting me know a day before. You know, if you call them 10 minutes before it's supposed to be there uh, and you say, hey, man, it's going to be there in four hours. That's a big no, no. No. Right? And that goes back to respect. I respect these guys too much. We can't let that happen. There are times when bad things do happen and we can't get their truck breakdown. You're delivering a load of concrete in a truck. One bad bolt or one bad you know something goes one wrong. little thing one little thing that's and it all could, it, is. it could bring us it all to a halt, yeah. right yeah. so people have patience though and people are generally good uh, and so that basically takes us to getting the product from you guys to the site to the site yeah and that goes all year long but the thing is it depends on season that also factors in you definitely. guys got to give yourselves a little bit of leeway depending on the seasonal changes Definitely. You know, the summers are really busy. Everything before November 1st. November 1st is winter heat charges go on. Industry-wide, there's a winter heat charge, $18, $20 uh, per meter. So yeah. for all the plumbers and HVAC and painters and interior designers out there, what is the winter heat charge? Winter heat charge <laughs> is uh, basically an extra charge to accommodate for the boilers of heating all the aggregates. We have sand pits that are steaming all winter long. We have aggregate pits that are steaming. Keeping it at what temp? Keeping like, it uh, just not frozen. Just, no, okay. Yeah, warm. I don't know the exact temperature, but just not frozen. Nice and warm. So when it goes to the plant, it's ready to mix. It doesn't cause any issues, you know. Because this is still science class. Absolutely. Everyone might think, or I have come across my clients that think that, oh, it's just sand and gravel. It's <laughs> not technically sand and gravel. It, there's a little bit of science behind this. No, there's some like guys who have dedicated <laughs> their whole lives yeah. to concrete science. The lab people. Lab people, exactly. Yeah. Like when I used to work in the cement plant in Mississauga, 
you know, you go into a cement plant and there's all engineers just staring at screens all day, making sure everything's running perfectly fine and, you know, doing tests and curing casting cylinders, breaking cylinders at certain PSIs. It's, uh, it's a science experiment all day. Some of these mixes, we have some jobs on the 401, for example, it's called fast track concrete. It, it, it sets up in basically a couple hours, right? So Whoa. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a science experiment, accelerators and, you know, fibers and because it, you've got certain projects like that, that need to be cured, ready to go to start accommodating. Absolutely. If you're not off the highway by, I think, 4 a.m., you know, every hour is a charge, you know, and you get just charge after charge after charge. You have to get off that highway. Do these mixes, are they end up stronger Is it because of this? Not necessarily stronger. Like, they have to meet a specified strength. Anything, just because you go over, you don't get an award for it. Like, you want to, you want to, and plus there's issues with going over. If, it, if it's too strong, it creates a whole nother list of problems, right? You just want to have it hit that sweet spot you know? yeah and that's what it's designed for and that's why we have all these amazing engineers you know all these quality control they're constantly just looking at these and testing the them right always testing always breaking you know in the summers too with the heat with the extreme heat we have we ice a lot of loads i don't know a lot of people know that but you have to add whatever it is a certain kg of ice per cubic meter to cool it to cool the concrete because there's specs that that um basically don't allow for anything over 25 degrees Celsius or 20 degrees Celsius. I know, but we get here in the we, oh. 40 sometimes. Absolutely. Right? And, Humidex and, and, and you're, everything. You're adding like, you know, let's just talk about bags. You're adding like eight bags of ice per meter, seven bags of ice, seven 50-pound bags of ice per cubic meter. Right? Plus there's the chemical reaction of concrete itself, which Absolutely. heats up. Well, you have to adjust the mix design when you're adding ice because now you're introducing frozen water so you have to remove that water from yeah uh, the additional so you know, someone's got to calculate all that so the mix oh, comes in and you got to figure out what you got to drop this much and that much right absolutely and the qc guys at our company do an amazing job we have we have a dedicated qc staff that that's all they do they just eat breathe concrete uh you know labs and test reports and all that so i think it was a podcast a few i can't remember exactly which one we were trying to figure out where our portland comes from is it? Our I thought I thought it was Canadian. It's not. We have Canadian Portland, of course. We okay, have that's what four, I thought. Four, sorry, five manufacturers of uh, Portland cement within probably 10, 10, 12 hour drive of here. Yeah, I used to sell a bit of cement. Five okay. years, yeah. So then you got, but you guys don't use that stuff, or you? We get, use our we we have CRH. Sorry, it's called Ashgrove now. Ashgrove Cement. Okay. Which was purchased by CRH, our parent company. They're in Mississauga, yeah, and they produce in Mississauga. They have a quarry that they ship stone in into Mississauga, where poor credit is, kind of. Yeah. They ship the stone into there. They bring it across a conveyor belt into the plant. It's it's an amazing. If you ever wanted to do a tour, I've been to I'd a, be I've been to a brick plant, and it's very impressive Brampton? when you get to see it. Yeah, I'd love to actually check it out. I'm, yeah. I'm totally cool with it. It's amazing to see. Everyone should see it once, considering cement is all around you all the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I guess before we well, got started off there. mic, you were telling me that concrete is basically the second most consumable product out there. Yes, behind water, behind water, two. yeah. Concrete. Concrete. That's how much people don't realize it. I tell people all the time. Is this like think? nationally or globally or the, this is North America? North America. North America. And I would imagine that has to go. It's uh, gotta be in Europe and everything. It has to be. Is, uh, they love their concrete. Yeah, they Europe 
builds in China, Asia builds mostly in concrete. Absolutely, and their you know their populations are skyrocketing. So yeah, compared to ours. So if if it's number two on ours, it's got to be number it's, one there. If anything, more concrete is being consumed than water. It, Absolutely, it's crazy. That is staggering, man. And that's why I'm always telling people like people don't know what to do. If you don't know what to do with your life, you're wondering what to do. Jump into the concrete. Concrete. Business. There's tons of jobs, and we need people. And uh, you know, it's just an exciting career. There's so much going on. Some days I wake up, you know, we have thousand meter pour on a Tuesday. Tuesday is Super Bowl now for me. You know, <laughs> like you wake up and you just smell the air. You're ready to go. Like it's just all the trucks are backing up. All the drivers are drinking coffee. Everyone. It's just a beautiful sight to see. Really exciting. So there is no cliche. It's not a, a, a lie. We need more people specifically in this trade, this part of the industry. No, I think, yeah, it, Drivers for sure, you know, concrete truck drivers. We've had, we have a lot of great drivers. We've had guys change careers at 45 years old, 50 years old, become a, become a, a concrete driver. And they're like, this is the best thing. And I've they ever love done. it. They love it. You do your, you do your few loads a day, five loads a day, whatever the case may be, depending on that day. But you know, you're, you're, you're your own boss behind that wheel. You, you, you know, you just, no one's rushing you to any job. This isn't, like I said, this is in the eighties. We take your time, everything's <laughs> safe, you know? I'm curious, have you asked the drivers, what is it like driving a concrete truck with a belly spinning like that? Is it a weird feeling or is it? Because I mean, riding a motorcycle, I've always wanted to get a motorcycle with a sidecar. Yeah. And I've always asked friends about it. I go, yeah, if you like driving around with a telephone pole attached to your bike, sure, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm wondering, a concrete truck, is it similar or is there some sort of movement to the truck? Or A no? lot of them like it. We, you know, I just, we just hired one guy who's a long haul driver and, um, you know, those guys are away from home a lot. This guy switched over from long haul to concrete, and he's so happy. He gets to go home every day to his family, you know. You stay within 100, probably 75 kilometers of your yard, wherever it is. But That's nothing for a long haul driver. Oh, no, he's laughing, <laughs> right? But you're not driving as much as you think, right? You're, you're out of your truck, making sure the concrete's on spec, you know, making sure everything's safe. You know, you're waiting in line to go to a pump. Or you're you're just discharging concrete into a wheelbarrow. You know, there's different. Every day is kind of different. It's a great career, and uh, if anyone's looking for interested and in getting yeah. into it, yeah. learning. But there's also different levels. It's not necessarily just the truck drivers or the actual plant. Or there's different levels in the industry, right? That you can get into on concrete. Oh, absolutely. QC. Like if you're in more into the science aspect or the engineering aspect, QC technical stuff. You can you can never learn a lot. I've been in this business for ten years. And you talk to some guys and it feels like, you know, you've been in it for a year because some guys just, they never stop learning their... Have you come across your guys like Marco? I, I know Taha from Crewman Group. When I started talking concrete with him, they were in love with it. Like they were like concrete, you know what yes. I mean? They just, they loved the, 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 the pace. They loved the energy, the jolt that when they waited and the forms were all set and the truck, they, they heard the truck, the sound just down the street. They know it's their truck. It's not an Amazon delivery. They know it's their truck and they get all excited and they're ready to pour. They love that. Have you, I'm, I'm assuming that you know your cast of other trades people out there that love this industry love it i got goosebumps just listening to you explain <laughs> that seriously because it's, when the is. concrete shows up it's, everyone gets excited yes. everyone's got to get that it's a there's a rush right yeah there's no no other material shows up that wood gets you there, do not cares. get that same yeah, feeling rebar shows up who cares put it over there you know what i mean when the concrete shows, shows up, up 
Call this guy. Call that guy. Let's go. We gotta. We gotta get this down. Everybody, man. cigarettes down, or put the coffee <laughs> down. The put coffee this away. down. Get get your. You take the jackets off because it's cold or whatever. Because you're people. gonna warm up fast. Exactly. And the people, like I talk to people on site all the time that are finishing hockey. You know, you see, a, maybe three weeks ago, I talked to this 65 year old guy from. He was an immigrant from Ecuador. I've been in this business for 25 years. I still. He still. He's. He goes a bit slower, but he's still, man, he doesn't stop moving all day. He loves it. Two kids both went to university, paid for with his hard labor. His bones are aching, but he still gets up every day. This, if that doesn't... Uh, That's you know, respect right there. It's respect. It's I, a, it's an honest day's respect of work, of I hard. get to sight sometimes. I look at these men and I start to produce estrogen. Like, I feel like <laughs> I'm just... Uh, I, honestly, I just... I just can't. They're so like I have so much respect for these guys. Yeah, they're they, they are a special breed, and and I've been on sites before, and I watched them in awe. Yeah, I'm in awe of what they can do, and 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 all the planning that's been yeah. attached to it, and you don't even know that this planning was going on. Absolutely. And then it's also, it's more mesmerizing when it's a cold or wet or like when when they're fighting Mother Nature, not just fighting concrete. Because there's a time limit on the concrete. Absolutely. But then you got Mother Nature going, oh, yeah, you know, I thought you thought today was going to be an easy day. Mm, how about I throw a little bit of this and throw a little yeah, bit of that in there? Here's some wind, here's some yeah. rain, you know. <laughs> but then that feeling, what I love is that that glow, that feeling over their faces that they pulled it off. Yeah. The truck is clean. Everything's tidied up. Watching everyone's shaking guy, hands. Exactly. Watching and that going, guy pass the floats. Yeah. And, he looks at it and you could just tell he's happy with what he's done, you know? He's yeah. proud of it. He's proud. I'm proud of it. I didn't even do anything. Yeah. I'm just standing there watching the guy. But, you know, I give it up to these guys. We have so many contractors that do, like, you know, driveways and uh, walkways and porches. And I go watch these guys work sometimes and it's just, you know, so much respect for them. So much respect. You almost close to grabbing the trowel yourself. Or? I've, I've taken wheelbarrow loads myself. Yeah. If a guy's, you know, if I'm on site bringing coffee, I want, and there's only one guy on the wheelbarrow, I'll take a few wheelbarrow just to make sure I still got <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like, Is it me or? Are the wheelbarrows getting bigger or am I getting older? I don't know what it is. Those wheelbarrows. <laughs> I think they're bigger. I think they're bigger, man. Yeah. I, I think they've been creeping them up a little bit bigger and then they, the guys will fill them up. No, no, no. Give me more. Give me more. Give me more. You realize that this has got to move, right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily perfectly horizontally no, moving. It's great. No, you're 100% right. I think they've gotten bigger. It, it must have gotten bigger. <laughs> there has to be a certain, you know, not every wheelbarrow is for concrete. There's got to be a certain size. You can't take too much. What are you, Hercules? <laughs> you want to last the thing is I went, so it's a marathon absolutely you want to last a career 30 years if you start lifting everything it just doesn't work you know it's true Pace it's yourself. true and then also for the guys or even though you're the laborers and you're doing all the hard work at that time don't forget to pay attention to the more senior guys and listen and learn just learn see how they're reacting to everything how they're getting everything prepped they're pulling maybe the rebar they're pulling the mesh or they're getting all stuff ready for it and the little tricks that they figured out man absolutely you have to listen i worked on an asphalt crew for three years uh, when i was in university and that was the biggest thing you think you know it all no You're this young 17 year old 18 year old you need to listen you yeah. need to listen they and listen to. sometimes when nobody's even saying anything absolutely you just got to pay attention to what's going on absolutely so yeah there's so much to learn in this business you know so you've been okay, the business has changed I, I i love hearing that it's not the 80s anymore no. but the business has changed and now you've got concrete with additives in it fiber mesh or whatever you got reinforced all that 
Are they good? Is it worth it? Is it better? No, it's, uh, for instance, we'll have a quick conversation now about, I feel like this is the right time to bring up super plasticizers. Okay. All super right. P is a mid-range, mid-range water reducer. Okay. Water and concrete, they're not the best for each other. You okay. just need enough to fulfill the mixed design. When, when you're at when the back of the truck and you know the guy, the concrete's coming off and the finishers are asking for more water, more water, so it's easier to rake, easier to yes. put into place. Yes. No. Not a good stop. idea. No more water. Okay, you need a certain you need a certain slump, but water and concrete, it's just you need super P. It's worth it. It's you know we charge fifteen dollars per meter. What is it? What exactly is it? It's a or, it's basically a admixture, a chemical. So they put it. It's a it reduces water. So you don't have to put as much water. You put super P in and you still get that workability, but without the water affecting the strength, essentially, because too much water affects the strength. I heard you talk about Roman concrete on a podcast. And for example, those Roman structures are still in place because their water cement ratio was like very closely watched. Plus they have volcanic ash and all these different positive materials. Positive materials really help you know, tighten the concrete, make sure it's less porous so water can't do damage, freeze thaw can't do damage, you know, things of that nature. So the Super P is not really that expensive, but the thing is it gives you the properties that you want on site without the weakness of water. Exactly. I think everybody in construction knows that, sure, adding water is nice now, but it's going to be bad later. You say everybody knows that construction, but But I'm, I'm behind a pump. And I'm watching trucks back up, and you'll hear a pump operator say, hey, just wash out into the back of the pump. And I'm like, what? No. Do not wash out into the back of the pump. <laughs> Don't ever say that again to anyone. Yeah. Please stop that immediately. Like, I have to pump the brakes. Like, I can't believe it. But, yeah, you have to watch. Everybody, you have to watch. Everyone wants the concrete a bit more wet because it's easier to work with. But super, we have mixed designs with Super P for a reason. Like, really But the old school, the good guys and girls out there that – they know how to get that cream to the top if you have to. You got to work the concrete to do that. Absolutely. You pass your floats. They know how to do it. They, yeah. You know, it's just a bit more work. But, they, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, end of a pour, you're pouring a parking garage structure and you're pouring 300 meters that day. You're going to want a little. I understand why they want to. But let's talk about the mix design first. Let's kind of go through the details of it so that we I can I mean, technically it. speaking, concrete should last. Oh, Yeah. There's nothing better. There's nothing better in terms of, you know, don't get me in the whole uh, wood versus concrete debate right now. But if you're building construction, no, in terms of like uh, uh, mid rise, you know, a few years back, it was five, six years back, but it was like uh, six story or eight story uh, mid rise buildings. They wanted to build out of wood and they were passing some new laws to go eight stories. And people were talking eight stories, eight stories. People were talking about uh, 32 stories in Vancouver you know, uh, with wood and wood. this can be done. And I get it. I understand wood, you know, there's certain coatings they put on, uh, for fire retarding and all that. But when you look at a structure and all the science behind concrete and the way it keeps cool in heat in, you know, you have to factor all that in over the life cycle of a building, 50 years, heating and cooling, just how much it keeps in versus a wood. You have to put that in as well. Plus, you don't hear your neighbor. Sound. I was just about to say. Absolutely. Sound is a major one. Absolutely. And and in between townhomes, for instance, they used to put concrete blocks, right? Why do you put concrete blocks? Sound protection. They have sound, yeah. And, and Sound fire. and fire protection. Absolutely. You I was be. in a structure in Burlington. It was a five-story. 
And uh, I was there just to be a part of the crew that was putting all the self-leveling cement on the flooring, right? Just to level everything out. I wasn't impressed with the framing. And every two, three feet, there was a threaded rod that was connecting each floor to the next floor. But I wasn't, it didn't feel, it didn't feel the same that you feel as if you're walking through the stairwell of any high-rise condo. And you get that sense of, this is sound structure. That, I didn't get that sense from that structure. Yeah. It, it, it made me nervous if I was living in that space. Yeah, then then the sound thing. The sound Absolutely. thing bothered the hell out of me because I, sure, okay, maybe they're going to put resilient channel. Maybe they're going to put two layers of fire rated X. Maybe they're going to do all that stuff. But it doesn't matter. But if there's a 10-inch or 8-inch concrete wall, I'd rather have that. That's going to be far quieter. And also smells, scents, you know, transfers and things like that. There was a Absolutely. bunch of stuff like that. Very so good point. I think that the moment you get rid of concrete, you actually invite a bunch of other problems. People don't look at that. People look at cost, you know. It's sad. I can't imagine. I would. For I me, guess the numbers have to be dramatically lower for you to do that. But, but that's then, the thing. So that used to be their whole sales pitch was, you know, it's more cost effective. But now with lumber prices and the way they've gone. Maybe uh, it wasn't. Because I guess during this whole pandemic, I mean, we could talk briefly about it. Did concrete jump? Nowhere near what wood jumped. Concrete didn't jump astronomically. No, wood was like 300% at one point or something. It was a thousand. It was insane. Yeah. It, yeah. crazy guys were complaining all over but concrete has stayed relatively the same you know it's cement too six percent four percent over the years you never seen a 300 percent jump never you never never not was. in construction we not never had concrete. it I this can't is the imagine. first time in in the history books like i've only been in the industry for so little but in history concrete's never jumped as much no People do complain when we do our price increases every year, but labor goes up, costs of materials go up. It's it's hard to run a concrete plant. You can't imagine, you know. You go to if you were to go on a shark tank tomorrow and describe a concrete business and say, hey, you know, I need a hundred trucks, five plants, <laughs> they kick you out of the building. Yeah. Get out of here. The, yeah. You know, but with the cement plant, with everything, with the, you know, the vertically integrated company that we have, which is incredible. You know, it works, but to start a concrete plant on your own is uh it's an endeavor. How long have you guys been around? I didn't even ask that. Well like Ontario Ready Mix is what Ontario Ready Mix has been around for thirty plus thirty years. Okay. We they bought so CRH, the parent company, bought Ontario Ready Mix about seven to ten years ago and added it to Dufferin Concrete. Okay. You know, Dufferin Concrete's its own uh its own beast. We're a sister company to Dufferin Concrete under the CRH umbrella. And CRH, just for everybody, is it's an Irish company, Cement Roadstone Holdings. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Formed in the 70s. It was a merger between um, Irish Cement and Roadstone, an aggregates type business. There's a lot of Irish guys in concrete and masonry. Yeah? There is a lot of Irish guys. A, a lot. A lot. I love Irish. it. It's, a, it's amazing. Well, I think it's equivalent to, I guess, the Portuguese and the Italians back in the 80s, 70s and 80s. I think it's the Irish today that in the last decade or so that they're here. Yeah. Always, always and doing the, great work by oh, the way absolutely. doing great work yeah. absolutely yeah the immigrant influence in concrete is is through and through you know you see it everywhere from the drivers to you know the guys who finish even in dispatch it's a multicultural business our business is multicultural whatever culture you come from is it's welcome here, here. Someone's absolutely here. walk through a dispatch office walk through you know the order taker office you know, our, uh, everybody, sales teams, everybody. It's a multicultural and diverse for sure. women and men. You know, we have women in the sales force as well. We have every, my best boss in this business. One of them was a woman. It's a very diverse and inclusive uh, bunch for sure. 
It's. I think the last couple of shows I did, we were talking about how, and I've been having lots of conversations with other people that have been on the show and also through social media. We want trades to get back into high schools. Yes. Like it was taken out. It was taken out for whatever reason, because I guess in the 90s, everybody was going tech and my son or daughter was going to be a tech giant. Yes. And But now we feel that it's time now that we should start having representation in the schools, in the high schools and getting these kids at that age of 18, 19, considering it. And unfortunately, your industry, this segment of the construction industry this is like the last one that they probably want to get into because they're thinking this is like hard, hard work. Absolutely. I'd love, so we have a job uh, last week right beside a high school. We're pouring like 700 meters beside a high school. The principal comes over to make sure everything's okay. It just takes a, I'm just kind of like talking to this guy like, hey, you want to bring a group of your kids around here and maybe point at that guy making 120000 a year? <laughs> point at that guy making 90000 a year? Point at that guy making 87000 I don't know what the conception is, but there's a total misconception in terms... Like, these people have sent their kids to the university. They've done the whole bit. They live great lives. And it's rewarding work. You know, I just it's don't know where that's work. gone away, where it's like you have to work at a bank. You have to be a dentist. You have to be a doctor. You have to be a lawyer. I get, I get that whole, you know... But I'm telling but you. But we need the schools. We need the principals. We need the guidance counselors. We need to tell them, listen, you're going to wear a suit. It's just going to work wear. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. going to wear safety boots. They're probably going to cost more than your shoes. Absolutely. Right? It's just you're going to have the same things. Absolutely. But it's going to – I guess the biggest draw for me to kind of convince someone of that's you know half my age or could be my son – You'll make six figures very quickly. Yes. In your 30s, early 30s, your late 20s, early 30s, you'll make that money. So just start thinking about what do you want to buy? Like, <laughs> what do you want to invest in? What do you want to own? Do you want a house? Do you want a cottage? Do you want your dream car? Do you want all this stuff? Do you want to collaborate with a lot of other tradespeople that love that concrete, that yeah. excitement, the truck down the street, that thrill of pointing and making it happen perfectly and everyone's happy? coming back and peeling off the forms and getting that satisfaction on your face. And, Absolutely. Or do you want, I mean, and I'm not knocking the schools. I think schools have dramatically changed in the last 20 years. The post-secondary numbers are insane. I can't even fathom like having a parent look at the kids and going, well, this school, uh, first year is a hundred grand, second year is wow. this. And, and how do you got to pay that? So it, that's challenging. Whether you're going to like it or not, that's another thing. And I think as a teenager, if you present it to them at that age, why don't you give a summer a try? It's going to probably be hard work. But guess what? You might meet somebody that will take you on a different life path. Absolutely. So you never know. And like you said, you might get into the whole science part of this business. You might get into the whole executive part of this business. They're just not tradespeople. And like no. that other driver who was doing long haul, he's doing ready mix. And now. Absolutely. And for all those people who are looking for, you know, you could go to work every day with dress pants and dress shirt on and sell cement or be an executive in the construction business. Well, there's a whole business world side of it, which I love, you know. But what you'll learn. Like you'll learn a lot and it, it may not necessarily be textbook learn, no. but it's going to be really serious life lessons learned. I have the best job in the world. I love, I love my job because I get to talk to all the communication owners, with everybody, all the owners of these companies. Yeah. I can't tell you how many ready mix business I've been into when I was on the cement side and now talking to all the owners of the construction and, and hearing their stories, you know, you know, it's not the first I go, Hey, how's it going? How'd you start this? But over time you get to learn all these amazing lessons from these people who have taken chances, who have yep. put it all on the line, who've risked their last, you know, loan payment or that truck they shouldn't have bought in the late nineties. It's just amazing. These people are honestly, it makes the business even better is dealing with these 
amazing people. But I love listening to the younger guys looking at, okay, sure, I'm going to buy a truck or I'm going to buy a van or I'm going to buy a piece of machinery. But then they start quantifying it. They start going, listen, yes. this piece of machinery is going to last me the next five, seven, ten years, which means I'll be able to, if I hustle, get X amount of jobs, I'll please X amount of clients, I'll have a workforce, and that piece of machinery, that vehicle, that truck or whatever will pay itself off in two years. After that, it's pure cake. Absolutely. And I then thought- you build your brand. And there's these younger guys coming up. I talk to them all the time. Lately, I've been really impressed with like the 20 to 26 year olds in this business. They're level headed now, man. I'm I'm, I'm very, very impressed, man. I don't need a brand new Ford F-250 Platinum. I'm going to use this old beat up truck until I get to a certain point. And then I'll start thinking later on. But these guys and they love the business. One guy I'm talking about in particular runs a sidewalk crew for the city of Toronto. He just does sidewalks. You got to see the passion this guy has, you know, when he leaves a sidewalk, it is two spec, perfect, <laughs> right measurements, like everything is beautiful, you know, and I really, again, I, I get motivation from these guys all the time. You ever ask him, is it him or is it the city that develops the stamp? Is it <laughs> that, his? Yeah, no, that, that I think little, it's a city stamp. It's a that city they get. stamp. Yeah, when they yeah. get the contract, I think they, the city gives it to them. I think that's them. the way it works. Yeah. Okay. Because I've seen those change over the years, too, because yeah. every crew used to have one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, I always, I remember, I guess back in the 80s, we're talking about, I guess the guys would have their own version. They yeah. would do a little signature, and here you go, right? Yeah, because you see those old diecrete ones and some of those. Then yeah. you get that rotten kid who should have got smacked a bit, who oh, rides the bike on the wet <laughs> concrete, and then it dries that way, and you come back, and you go, come on, no, why'd you do, do that? Why'd you do that? Leave the concrete alone. <laughs> I, I got to ask you, Marco. So, I mean, we know about all the truck, everything coming. Like, I want to know. When we're waving goodbye and the truck goes away, what happens to that truck? So What's the whole procedure there? So there's a washout process actually that the driver has to do before he puts away, uh, before he drives off. Basically, wash wash truck down. So a washout is basically get the little bit of yeah off the and they, there's a reclaimer now on the yes. back of the truck, which yeah. is beautiful. Which I love. It, it all goes into the back of the truck. You're yes. not washing out in like in the 80s the old days who knows i'm not saying anyone i didn't i never seen it done but you know people would wash out who knows where right now it's like no chance is taken so it goes into the reclaimer in viral guard it's called and it goes to the back of the truck driver uh, you know says goodbye drives off goes back to the plant obviously gets reloaded and he's off to the next one all day and that's long. it and starts all over again starts all over again maintenance on those trucks i guess concrete builds up inside the belly absolutely we have which is <laughs> If anyone wants to open up a truck chipping business, we need them. They're needed, right? There are some new machines coming out where they have water jets that go into the back of the drum and they spray the drum. They spray super high pressured water and they spray the concrete out of the drum. Now they're... Do they work great? I'm not sure. We've never used one, but... I've always known it as just strictly chipping, man. It's called a ready jet. It's called the ready jet. It works. It does it work. It it looks like it works from their videos. It's a new thing, so they're still developing it. Well, you guys have that little uh, submarine hole or whatever it is to get in there. Yeah, we don't have those ready jets, but we have guys that chip out the trucks. So they'll go inside the... the, the, Yes. uh, Obviously, lockout, tag out, safety to the maximum. There's no taking chances. Like maximum safety this is isn't your dog stuffed animal toy stuck in the dryer this is like you got to no, lock it all down this is, there's no i can't even joke about it it's so serious there's some yeah. things like that you know safety at this company it's an it's, it's paramount it before if our ceo ever makes a speech the first thing out of his mouth is safety safety you know uh injuries uh everything is everything there's statistics on everything we don't take any chances here 
So, like I said, when they're tripping on the truck, lock out, take out, and they chip away. And uh, there's generally how long does it take to chip away a one drum? <laughs> hours. You know, hours. Couple eh? Hours. Yeah, hour and a half, depending on how severe the truck is. It's a lot of work, and but there are guys who do it, and they do it well. And there's only a couple companies though that do it. Yeah, and we're always obviously we're looking for reputable, insured. You know, there's you know you don't just hire anyone with a chipping gun, right? So. Yeah. How many trucks do you guys have? I'm just curious how many trucks there are in the city of Toronto, but you guys have how many? Do you know if uh, I have? Over 100, yeah. Over really? 100, less than 120, somewhere in that range. That's a lot so of trucks. That's just man. Ontario ReadyMix, five plants. Dufferin Concrete is a whole other beast, and there's more more plants in the network. And, and then the average there. trucks, they take how many meters of concrete? Nine in? meters per truck. Per truck, that's the max. Yeah. There, there are you some, got those bigger ones. Yeah, you see, those are 12-meter trucks, but those are like... It's very difficult to maneuver, as you can imagine, in the city with a 12-meter truck. They are handy on big pours, but... You know. I remember when I was in Japan, I saw the mini trucks. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, hang on a sec. Where, where's Frodo? I don't understand <laughs> here. Why? It's like it's such a small-looking... It's still the exact same There's a mini truck. mixer in Toronto now. Really? Yeah, for like shed pads and, you know, curbs, sidewalks. It's but that's, that was project. the truck that they had all downtown. That's what yeah, was driving around. Yeah, because you can't move. Same that, thing... Well, yeah. in New York City, right? They don't do any work during the day. Everything's at night. Oh, so all, all the big, trucks come in at night. All big projects are done at night. Yeah, because there's you, imagine getting into New York City. You can't. It's impossible. No, it's uh, yeah, it's a nightmare. Trucks are all nine meter trucks. You know, we have a fleet of mechanics. Another part of the business. So there's like, another part of the industry. Absolutely. They're and they're amazing. You know, they're we have a good fleet of guys. Yeah, good, great guys. So where are you going from here? I mean, you've been in with these guys for how long now? So I've been with CRH for about eight years. So in the cement side, just selling cement powder in the Northeast United States for five years. In the concrete side for three years now. Can't imagine being in any other industry. You know, this is it for me. So <laughs> I was just uh, picturing when you're talking there, your house has probably got concrete everywhere. Just like my dad. Yeah. My dad was a mason, so he had had to brick everything it yeah. was just like everything was brick and i was like this is too much brick it's nice but it's too much brick i'm not that crazy with concrete but uh, yeah i like i have a few concrete statues here and there one in the bathroom yeah but you, do you get concrete drive or like it's concrete right it's just concrete everything driveway yeah. backyard patio yeah, yeah. Concrete it makes sense i can see yeah i want to support the industry i admit but you guys are you guys you guys have anything to do with the whole pattern concrete or anything like that or? we don't obviously our contractors that do you know the finishing they they do everything we have certain stamp mixes that are a bit creamier you'd say there's a question to ask is is coloring and tinting i know that it's a it's a it's a deal and it messes up you guys because of the batch or how does that work or do you guys get involved in that yeah we have a certain color provider qc colors and we you know it's a bagged color system we have an integral color system at a different plant where they batch it with the color but Color, it's not as popular as you would think. There are a lot of guys who request it for, you know, backyards and such. I always tell people, you can't mess around with color. You get one chance at this. To take that concrete out requires heavy equipment, hours of labor. So you, you got to be, be on. your yeah. And you can't be pouring, you know, like if you have a huge space, you're pouring 60 meters of concrete with color. You can't pour one a month ago and then two months. So, like it doesn't work like that. You have to pour everything in a timely manner, sand, water, temperature, like everything affects it, right? Like you want to be... They, the clients have to understand that the sample that you're seeing may not necessarily be exactly what you're seeing 
when it's finished. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's because range. that sample was developed in a lab or it was put together in conditioned space. And now here absolutely. we are, your house. And then the crew gets tired at the end of the day. Add some more water. There you go. You it gotta, starts to change the color. Absolutely. Things are affected. You know, you got to be very careful. But they're, like I said, the guys who do color do it well. There's some guys that magicians. But you, know? you guys offer it? or Yeah, you, absolutely. We so, have a color chart. Yeah. But then it, 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 I guess that. Does that truck have to get a washout? A Absolutely. special? It has yes. to get a special washout. There's a hundred dollar washout fee at the okay. end because uh, you've got to get rid of. Time. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it is. He has to spend more time washing down the truck, getting everything out of it. So yeah, it's not as popular though. Like we don't do a ton of color loads. Well, I mean, I don't see that much of it going on in the city, but yeah. I mean, because concrete is it's concrete. That's the color, right? That's what it is. Absolutely. There's some. I'm telling you, you look at some of the Instagram's amazing now for all the contractors showing their work. They, there's some guys who the curbs are colored and you know <laughs> they do i'm telling it's you it's artistry man it is artistry. yeah I respect they take they take they take huge pride in it oh my god and they should it's yeah. beautiful work and it's there forever imagine driving around with your kid hey i did that guy's driveway that guy's right like you could point to all your work everywhere it's beautiful and even in the winters and the seasons that we have it still moves but it won't crack if it's done properly absolutely and cracking is an issue with concrete of course you know but control joints and cutting you know, I had a guy call me out to a job, you know, not too long ago. He poured a beautiful porch, 30 feet by 10 feet. He told me, he's like, Marco, I don't know what's going on. It's cracking. Where's the cuts? There's no cuts. He, just, he didn't put one cut. Not one cut. He didn't put any cuts. He's an older guy, does concrete on the side. I told him, you know. Mary but he had some, like, big cracks or just hairline cracks? Hairline cracks. You know, yeah. it's still good work. You could see he still took his time and did good work. But you need to put your control joint. You need to tell the concrete where yeah, to crack. Yeah, you have to, yeah. Right? It's Or else it'll crack where it wants. You don't want that. And then you don't want... Then it becomes a, a bad flagstone job or something, right? Absolutely. And at that point, that's not Nobody what you're after. Nobody wants to see that, right? It just bothers no. when you're going in and out of the house all day, right? Why do you... Like, what do you call that um, when the cream starts to... I guess it's spalding or... Spalding. Spalding, or flaking, yeah. yeah. Flaking. When it... What is that? Is that a is that a cause and effect of too much water brought to the surface, or what is that? Why 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 would that happen in some areas and not in other? That could areas? be because of rapid evaporation too. Like if, okay, if the moisture is coming out too fast, then there's it's too hot. Sorry, if it's yep. too hot, you know. Uh, so there's a few things that affect overworking the surface can cause that. You know, when you see guys bless the surface yeah. and they put extra water on top yeah. because they've been doing like that since the 80s, that's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Just finish the concrete. The concrete has enough water in it to spec. We don't need you don't you need that. to put more water. Yeah, we don't need you to the, bless the, it. The old Acme paintbrush in the bucket with yeah, water and exactly. just throwing it. Exactly. <laughs> you, you've seen that guy do I've it seen a it over times. and over, Why man. do you do that? Oh, I've always uh, been doing it this way. You know, the Pope's around. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotta bless it. But yeah, those things cause problems for the surface. The surface, right? Because then you put that water in you float it and it creates this thin, like almost like 10 sheets of paper type layer. And then that kind of pops up and causes just issues. And once freeze thaw hits that, forget about it. Then you put salt on top of that, keep the salt That's off a different the driveway. Story. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you've got concrete, first of all, you shouldn't have any salt on it. We recommend no, uh, no salt. Obviously, yeah. if you could use sand and something to give you some grit, especially for the first few first year, for sure, while it's curing to its full you know, because concrete keeps gaining strength for as it goes for a long time. Yeah. Exactly. But what's the minimum? Twenty eight days. Twenty eight days. Yeah. Ideal temperatures. Twenty eight days. You know, fifty six days. Really. Is that what it is? Yeah. I was always told twenty eight days. Well, twenty eight days. Yeah, you got full it's cure. Safe, but 
Not full cure because it, it'll it'll keep gaining strength at fifty six. Even days. after at fifty six yeah. days. Yeah, that t- if you were to core a sample at twenty eight days and core a sample at fifty six days, that fifty six day sample should be stronger. You're because letting it, all the water evaporate from. It. Is that what's going absolutely. on? Everything's yeah. Everything's just tightening and hardening. The particles are are growing bigger and creating less space, less crevices, less pores of a product. Right. That's the whole thing with with concrete. You know, a lot of concrete you have, for instance, if we spoke about volcanic ash before. Yeah. In uh, in Canada, we use slag, right? Slag yeah. is a byproduct of the steel industry. So they'll put a percentage of slag in. Now, if you just think about particle size, cement particles, slag particles, slag are smaller particles. So it just fills in all the little gaps, right? It makes it more, uh, more dense, less porous. And that's what you're looking for. The best concrete is less porous. So you're saying 56 days. I just know that... Lots and lots of guys are doing epoxies and they're doing the epoxy coating on garage floors. But sometimes you'll get clients that go, well, listen, we just poured last week. We want to get it done next week. And no, yeah, that's you got to scarify the concrete. Absolutely. You'd, you'd like it. To, I would like if I was doing my garage, at least 28 days, right? Okay. Minimum. Six days, you're not going to, you know, it's not the end of the world. 28 days is fine for a garage floor, 32C2 if it's exposed. So for all the homeowners out there, all you're really doing is you're getting rid of the cream. You're opening up the pores. It's no different than you sanding wood before you stain it you want that epoxy to absorb into the open pores of the concrete. Yes. Exactly. So that's why we have to do it. We have to get that done. But you want to do it when the concrete is close to cured. Absolutely. Homeowners, for example, is there any homeowners listening to this? You know, when you call in to order concrete, we love talking to homeowners and, you know, tr- trying to explain. Some guys will try and cheap out here and there. Why you shouldn't cheap out? A few dollars here or there is going to make a difference 25 years from now. When what you are they, that. What, what's details or what are they? So, for instance, you'll get some guys call in and say, well, it's garage floor. I can do 25 with air. It's not a big deal. Mm. It's like, no, there's 32C2 for a reason. You know, this is a standard across Canada. Winter elements, that garage floor is always going to be cold. Absolutely. It's going to be wet when you Absolutely. drive your car in there and there all the slush and everything's salt on it on your car yeah. from the, so you want a good cure you want the right you you need to use 32c2 there's no getting around it you know even shed pads you have a shed in the backyard it's gonna it's above the frost line it's gonna freeze thaw freeze thaw you want something that's gonna last right yeah Go with 32c2 and that's it yes and and we even advise it some guys will be like oh you know send me 35c1 for my backyard something and so you don't need 35 why are you going to 35 right like this is why you should have a Call us. You could talk to a QC guy or get or a better myself. understanding. Better understanding. It's a quick conversation, right? It's, yeah. It doesn't take long. To be honest, everybody's just got to understand they're not trying to upsell it. No, that's the their tr- Concrete is supposed to last a certain amount of time Absolutely. based on what you're building. Absolutely. I'm not trying to upsell you at yeah. all. You're, you're doing a project. Let's do it right. Let's get it done right the first time. That's the biggest thing, right? What about pools? What are the guys using for pools? Some guys use 35 actually for pool decks, uh, 35C1, but a lot of 32C2. For pools, you know? and it'd yeah. be fine, right? Yeah. I have a lot of pool guys that you know do great work. Pools, another industry that's taken up this year. Oh, well, crazy. Because everybody wants one now, and then nobody's available to do it. And Absolutely. if you can't find somebody, don't hire them because they're maybe they just got started. And I'm not knocking them, but. No, no, no. Very good point. Right. There's guys not available right away for a reason. Absolutely. That's just, you got to understand that, right? Sure. So many uh, people, you know, you just wish people did a bit more research when they're hiring someone. Just call a few references. Go buy a job that they've done or, you know, or they're doing. It's interesting. But with concrete, I just don't see homeowners 
going to Angie's list or something like that. And uh, listen, Vito, uh, you know, it's it's got to be word of mouth. A lot of word of mouth and a lot of Instagram now. You yeah. Know, look at the guys with Instagram pages with five years of pictures, four years of pictures. They're not going anywhere. And these are homes in the area. And if you're nice enough, just send a DM and go, listen, can you tell me what the address is? I'll just drive by. I don't even knock on the door. I'll just walk along the sidewalk and I'll take a look and I'll know for myself Absolutely. your workmanship. Absolutely. This driveway's been here three years. Look how beautiful it is. It's, that's it's it. pretty, so That's yeah. what's key, I think, is that it's gone through a few winters. And nobody's perfect. I'll preface, uh, you know, another disclaimer. There are contractors that have issues on site. You know, we've had guys, a truck breaks down, can't get that. There's a cold joint in the middle of the driveway because if you don't pour it quick enough, cold joint will develop. And once every so often, you know, out of, you pour 10,000 loads one time, this could happen. But we have the guys who are like, oh, okay, no problem. We have the equipment to rip it out, put it brand new. Like, you know, things will happen. But these guys are responsible guys. They're going to replace it. They're going to do it perfectly. They won't be happy with Until it's anything done. subpar, I'm telling yeah. you. Because they want to drive by and go, look, that's my driveway. Absolutely. I and they did that. They want to be in business for 20 years for, in 20 years from now, right? Anything new you can share regarding yeah. concrete? What's well, coming down the pipe? I'd say in the future, carbon, uh, carbon capture technology, carbon cure. So... What's that? Basically, cement is an emitter of carbon emissions. Like it's, it's a thing in the industry. Everyone's working on it. You know, every company in the business is. Oh, you talking on. about the carbon footprint? Yeah, CO two okay. emissions, right? Okay, yeah, it's yeah. very intensive when you're producing cement. For sure, right? So, everyone's working at reducing carbon, uh, their carbon footprint for each company. So, things to watch out for are new technologies in terms of capturing carbon putting it in the concrete there's ways of putting it into the concrete or you can do that really yeah carbon cure is a, a company that's leading the way on that uh if you want to check out their stuff it's they're called carbon cure carbon cure yeah carbon cure technologies all right wow I gotta yeah check and that they're out. in you know they're a global company so they figured out a way to get the carbon footprint into the concrete mix yes absolutely and we're we're doing things like we use gul cement so gu with limestone limestone is less carbon intensive to produce so you replace that every little tiny bit helps and we have a new product launching in the next year or so a carbon friendly concrete like again just trying everything we can to reduce our carbon footprint that's important absolutely and it's, because i mean concrete's not going away it just it's just a fact it's not going away but when people look at the when you look at the carbon footprint understand that when you build that building out of concrete you're also the benefits of heating and cooling and things of that nature. You have to factor that in. You can't ignore that. And just you have to factor everything in. Well, that's how all of Europe was built. And that's Absolutely. why certain, well, you go into certain castles and, and the window are so deep because Absolutely. of the thickness of the walls made out of stone or whatever what they were using at the time. They just radiate. That's Absolutely. all it my is. Mom, my mom's house in Calabria, uh, in Rovito, walls are like two feet thick, right? And it, keeps the you the house leave. is cool in the no summer air conditioning, but i know it's beautiful it's yeah. cool and that's that's the beauty but then you come to well i was i was taught that once they came to north america they saw all these trees and they're in their way let's cut them down and we started building houses out of wood yeah. they didn't see concrete that's what they no. right and that was a shame but now they're slowly getting into it and i think the manpower the masons i think there was more back home. yeah back then doing it but yeah. concrete man no and, and i'm just trying to figure out uh if you do have to break apart concrete i guess that's gonna happen if you are a tradesperson in this industry and you do get whatever maybe something went wrong or whatever i guess just 
tackle it, figure it out, how to yeah, do it. You know, people are always asking me, Mar, I got a crack here. I got this here. Like if you have a set of stairs, for example, and one is the, the facings chipped off or something's really badly damaged, you can't really just put a bandaid over it. No. You know, you, you just pretty much have to rip it out and replace it properly. Right. So think of that. If you're looking at your driveway or you're walking up your steps, like you, ha- you can't fill it with this or fill it with that. It, it won't last a patch right? or a patch there. yeah concrete, it's literally a band-aid it's yeah, going to eventually come it's going to pop out and cause yeah. more issues so you're better off just replacing it with a you know qualified contractor and if anyone had any questions you know reach out to me at toronto concrete on instagram yeah because you must have quite the glossary of contractors i have some amazing concrete. guys that maybe you'd love have on t- to have on the podcast They're for really, sure you let me know i mean these I, guys are I'm telling I, you. I get asked all the time on the show it's just i want to hear more concrete i want to hear more framers that's what i want to hear yeah you should have so some of these i'm trying to get more framers on there i'd love to get more concrete guys on there but uh i know there's i'm trying to get peter concrete gangster yes. uh i'm trying he's to get a, he's because he's, he's working on some really really cool projects and he's just like man i'm, I'm like crazy busy crazy busy yeah, crazy. I and i get it maybe. i totally get it right because yeah. i love hearing all the stories of all these guys why they chose that that career path absolutely. and why they went down that way right so absolutely is there anything else that you want to share? No, just thanks for having me on. I love what you're doing for the construction industry. It's I don't want to wrap it up just yet, but oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. no, 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 this has day. been fun. Like you talk about how it's, it's kind of like sales. I've never wanted to get into sales, but the See? thing is I love having the conversations. And the thing is the funny, really funny thing is that you can't sit down on a job site for two hours and have a no. conversation with another tradesperson and go, Hey, where, where did you get your, your passion from? Where did you get started from? No, but if I do a podcast and everyone starts hearing about it and they start listening to it and they're like going, yeah, I'd love to sit down and just, I'm a little nervous about the song and stuff. Yeah. Like, everyone's always nervous about the yeah, song. I'm but I'm, this is not the voice and this is not America's yeah. Got Talent. So it's just, it's really about breaking the ice with the song. And yeah, so I no, love it's that. great for that. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And I, I, I love it. I love that. Yeah. But I, I love hearing the stories and, and I want to get like you, it's like, I want to get all the gambit of the industry. Yeah. Because you're a, you're a segment of the industry. Absolutely. You talk to all the tradespeople that are on sites Absolutely. we talk to the homeowners so it's like that everybody's all connected and if you hear these conversations and get better insight on what really goes on i really love that you said listen don't beat up the drivers don't no. freak out on them no they're doing a job they arrived they're hard working they're hard working just like you we get that you were standing around we get that you're looking at your labor force and they're making money and not doing anything yes but the thing is there's no reason to attack that driver no call me i always tell yeah. guys, you have a problem call me don't don't even waste your time talking to the driver he's got to get that concrete let on them the figure it out they'll get it going let him still because you want it to be focused you don't want him to lose his traction They're like okay i don't want to make a mistake at that absolutely. point absolutely i want to continue and i got here on the job you site put that drum into discharge when it should be in you know yeah one little thing and you got three meters of concrete on the ground, right? Yeah, the sales aspect. Uh, it, I've always said you guys got to all, like we all, nobody can do a job by themselves. I'm sorry to say. When it comes to construction, you need others to assist you on any level of the industry. It doesn't matter what it is. As much as everyone thinks they're the hot shots yeah. out there, you still need other people need to people. contribute. You need to figure out how to partner or work or collaborate. Like that, you have to. Truer words have never been spoken. You have Even to. with me, every day, like it's QC, order takers, dispatchers. Like you're dealing with operations. Every everybody is so important. There's so here, many spinning you know? wheels going. And on. everyone kind of watches for each other. It's yeah. It's an amazing. This company, I'm telling you, it's. 
Ontario Ready Mix is the, it's a family corporate company at this point. Like it's the closest thing you get to a family business. Mom and pop shop. Working for a multinational, 90,000 employees, presence in five of seven continents. Oh, wow. We're all, you know, all around the world. And, uh, but you feel like it honestly is like a family company. I can't say enough about this company. Amazing company to work for. I love my job. I, like at the bank, I went to work every day begrudgingly, like just trying to drag myself in. Versus this is an adventure this every is single different. day. Like this, you kind of wake up in an argument every morning. It's like, hey, the concrete should be there. It's not there. I'm sorry. Don't worry. Let me check. Let you me know, figure it out. I'll yeah, figure it out. You wake up in an argument. It's a beautiful way to start the day. But it's just a beautiful business, man. Beautiful All right. People. So, Marco, we've got just the one last segment to do. But I, I want to let everybody know Ontario Ready Mix again. So you're the you're the sales supervisor. Knows what is yeah, it? Sales of supervisor. Not, uh, sorry, supervisor of sales and operations. Operation. Yeah. So to reach out to him uh, is m.e.carlini, which is C-A-R-L-I-N-A at hotmail.com. His Instagram is at Toronto Concrete. And the one thing I guess we forgot is if you got to order some concrete, what's the phone number to reach out? Phone number to reach out to Ontario Ready Mix. 1-855-225-5676. Perfect. Just in case if anybody's looking for some concrete. If you concrete. need a couple of meters for a shed pad or you need to do a condo, give Perfect. us a call. I got, one, I, got, I got one last segment here, Marco. So you ready for the 12 questions here? I'm ready. What is your favorite construction word? <laughs> construction word? Probably super plasticizer. Super plasticizer? Yeah. Super plasticizer. Super plasticizer. It's my favorite word in construction. How do you spell that? <laughs> plasticizer. I can I can look up. Uh, it it makes you feel stronger, right? It's it does. It's just it makes. I just wish everyone would get on the super plasticizer train. You guys got to get some t-shirts made. <laughs> Absolutely. Get on the super plasticizer. Super, super B. Super B. Yeah. What is your least favorite construction word? Just any negative, like you know, vibe. Any negative attitude. You're an idiot. I don't like hearing that stuff on site. <laughs> just bothers me what turns you on in construction just uh you know the loud trucks the revving engines the early mornings you know that stuff gets me going i want to hear more air horns yeah that was an 80s thing just i guess let it fly they, they usually sound them before they back up oh, just do to they? let everyone know around them yeah. so i get to hear them quite often i miss the air horns <laughs> like in just an everyday situation what turns you off in construction the negativity you know that still yeah, yeah just just the you know, the unnecessary rudeness and, you know, sometimes you hear it on site and it just like the rudeness to the drivers, like we're all the same. We all bleed the same. We all put our pants on the same. Let's treat each other with respect. You got to go home to it. your kids at the end of the day. You want to go home safe and sound like you got there. Let's lay off each other. Why are we so hard on each other? <laughs> just relax. Uh, what is your favorite car, truck or bike or vehicle? My favorite car? Anything, any vehicle. Any vehicle? Yeah. Favorite vehicle? Uh, just probably a Ford F-250 2021. Just tinted windows, four doors. That's it. <laughs> least favorite? Least favorite? Vehicle. A Ferrari. Uh, like uh, That's your least favorite? That, that, I just see a guy driving a Ferrari on a Tuesday. It seems like a lot for a Tuesday. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> it's like, what are you doing Ferrari, a Ferrari should be driven on a Saturday, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's true. I don't know. I'm not a heater. I don't I, You know, if you want a Ferrari, get a Ferrari. But it's just weird on a Tuesday. <laughs> What construction sound or noise do you love? Oh, we just, I love the spinning of the drum. When the, that drum goes and it's just red. That sound of the concrete inside? Yeah, when the concrete folds the over. Crest, the yes, crest. Yes, and you hear the, you could guess the slump. Oh, that's a five-inch slump. <laughs> it's beautiful. Gets me going. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Hate. Uh, 
no screaming on site. If you hear someone scream on site, that's, someone that's gets hurt. A, that's an I issue. I hate that. That's yeah, an issue. I, I really know. hate that. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I would like to be an investment banker. Investment banker. So you're going right back to banking. Well, the investment banking side. I never got it's different. that high. Yeah, okay, I, it's different. But yeah, investment banker. What profession would you not like to do? Professional fighter. Professional fighter? Yeah. I used to fight back in the day and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, too much brain damage. That's that's a hard job, man. Yeah. That's a hard job. Yeah, but kudos to those guys. Uh, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome. You've been a good man. <laughs> that's all you need him to say. That's, or, that's, that's all. Uh, Marco, again, thank you very much, man. This is I've actually learned more than a few things about concrete. I, I, I'll Like I said, you'll never stop learning in this industry, man. Awesome. Well, if you forget anything, call me. I Reach always out answer to my phone. That's it. So, guys, again, uh, Marco from Ontario Ready Mix, and his email is uh, m.e.carlini, and C-A-R-L-I-N-I, at hotmail.com. His Instagram, reach out, DM, and is uh, at Toronto Concrete. And, again, do you know offhand the, the phone number? Uh, yeah, I got it right. 1-855-225-5676. Yeah, give us a call. Give him a call for your next mix, guys. That's all. Thank you very much, Marco. Thank you so much, man.